will be in Matthew chapter 4 as we continue our series on spiritual warfare. Matthew chapter 4, familiar passage of scripture, but this morning I want to preach around the subject of fight in the face of my fractures. A fight in the face of my fractures and my subtitle is, listen to this, Friendly Fire. Friendly Fire. For those of you that don't know what friendly fire is, it's a military term when one's own soldiers misfire on their own people. Are y'all with me this morning? What Satan does, he is so wise and strategic, he uses the ammunition that's already in us against us. We don't have to give Satan anything. He uses what's in us against us. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, all Satan's ammunition comes from me. That's it. That's it. I'm going somewhere this morning. Matthew chapter 4, then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. The true battle of the believer is to resist and withstand the emotional and psychological attacks of Satan. Emotions because... Satan manages to get into our feelings. Psychological because Satan manages to tap into our thinking. And he's always disguised as he enters our realm of existence. And the devil strategically targets our desires, our inner sense of deprivation and our hopes for a decorated life. The enemy wants to eradicate our feelings and engage our flesh, erode our fruit. Satan is strategic and not tactical. He plans. He prays. He brings things about from a distance. He's not like us where every day he's yeah, considering what he's going to do. What he's going to do has already been in the motion for years. And it's in this context that Satan aims directly at our faith as he uses our fractures, our failures to facilitate and havoc in our heads and in our hearts. If ever there was a master disguiser, a master schemer, an undetected, Lord have mercy, offensive against us. 
it is without doubt the devil. And some churches don't even preach about the devil anymore. Satan is real. Satan is alive. Satan is in the church. Satan is in your home. Satan is on your job. And he's in your mind. Some of y'all looking at me like, I thought he was not omnipresent. He's not. His influence is there. And Matthew chapter 4 depicts for us the inauguration of the anointed and the coming of our Christ. The, yeah, the Messiah of all Israel. And Jesus Christ, who is Lord, but he is the anointed, he is the king of Israel, he's the son of Abraham, the son of David, under the divinic covenant, 2 Samuel 7, in which he was promised a throne forever. The same Jesus, the promised the promised son and the promised savior, comes face to face in an encounter between, listen to this, the last Adam, a man, and the adversary. The liar against the liberator. And, and, it's, and it's in this context that we will discover some ingenious uh, ways, techniques to disqualify the great high priest who had to represent us and if Jesus had failed this test we all be in hell he was tempted in all points as we are yet Hebrew says without sin and I want to say this that when I when I when I speak it as friendly fire I'm, I'm talking about myself and I'm talking about the entire human race because what Satan does Satan ingeniously studies us. He knows our history. He knows our hurts. He knows our upbringing. He knows our family. He knows our vulnerabilities. And what he does, his whole scheme is to use what's already in you against you. And, 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 and here in chapter 4 of Matthews, there, there's a very interesting twist. We know the story. We've been here numerous times, but I'm going to uh, deal with the fact that there are there, there's a fourfold approach to the Lord Jesus Christ. One is through God's promotion of him, and we're going to talk about that. The other is, yeah, through God's pro, pro, provision for him, and, and, and then God's protection of him. And then God's promises to him. Keep those four P's in mind because it's the four P's that Satan keeps coming after us with. One, listen, will God ever promote you? And if he does, yeah, where's that going? We're going to deal with that. And then, will God, listen, provide for you? Spiritually, physically, psychologically, will God really provide for you and then will God protect you when you are under a man's satanic attack and then last 
does God's promises apply to you? Fourfold attack, but under the surface of those four keys is a very powerful, ingenious approach by the devil that could not shake nor, amen, sidetrack our Lord. He was on it. And I don't know about you, but there are times in my saved life I feel very vulnerable. Don't you? Vulnerable to fail, vulnerable to fall, vulnerable to attack. Feel there are days that I don't always, amen, I'm not always in the mood to quote scripture and resist. I'm talking to somebody this morning. The onslaughts of Satan. Sometimes the devil can get my feelings and my mind so entangled that I just don't feel like fighting no more. I just, can I get a witness? Just feel like whatever happens, happens. Are y'all praying with me? And, and, and got my emotions to get my thinking, got my thinking against, yeah, what's going on in my life. Got, got my past coming back to the front door. Somebody know what I'm talking about. My, my, my habits and my addictions are haunting me and, 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 and I don't feel happy and I don't feel content and I don't feel fulfilled. I'm preaching to somebody this morning. That if you let the devil mess around with your mind, you'll be, you be in a circle. Can I get a witness? The devil will have you thinking you're not even saved. The devil will have you thinking that God didn't hear your prayers. The devil will have you thinking, I'm preaching now, that the Lord really doesn't care about you. Turn to your neighbor and say, you got to stop him at the front door. And the longer you let Satan in, the more havoc he going to cause. He's a liar from the beginning. He's a liar about your salvation. He's a liar about your sanctification. He's a liar about your success. He's a liar about where you're going. He's a liar about where you've been. He's a liar about what God's doing. My God is an awesome God. Jesus is Lord. And the Bible says, upon this rock, I'll build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against them. Mm. I want to look at four movements of this ingenious spirit who's doomed to die. First, Satan, and I, I want you to see this, Satan attacks our testimony of submission, and, and, and I want to just deal with the word promotion. Look, look at chapter 3 with me. If ever there was a strategic attack at the fabric of our testimony, what we say we believe and how we behave. Let me stop, pause, and pause. Preachers and Bible teachers have destroyed some of them, the fabric of the word because they don't know what they're talking about. Biblically, what you believe is attached to how you behave. You can't say you believe and behave any kind of way. 
And, 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 and so since these two words are attached, the more I, under the power of the Holy Spirit, behave right, the more I'm believing right. Are y'all with me this morning? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, and see, Satan is not interested. You cannot get rid of the devil because of what you quote. You can quote all the word you want. Every time you quote the word and it's not backed up with a yielded lifestyle, Satan laughs at you. The power of the word only comes about when your lifestyle is in line with what you say you believe. Oh, I'm preaching now. Talking about get thee hence, Satan. What gives you the authority? Living a raggedy life to tell him to get behind you. And child child of God, see, we haven't been taught the intricacies of this scripture that the word rima, Greek word for specific, fitted word, has to do with what I say I believe, how I behave, how I'm able to be still, how I'm able to yield to the power of the Holy Spirit. There was a spirit, sons of Sceva, in Acts 19. Uh, Look, look, the man was trying to cast out demons, and the the demon said, wait a minute, Paul we know, and Jesus we know, but who are you? We don't know you. And, And in the Greek, we don't know you by way of the power behind your life. You have a false message because you have a false methodology. That 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 child of God. When you begin to look at this matter, and, and I'm gonna go through it quickly. In chapter three, turn to your Bibles, chapter three of Matthew, thirteen and fourteen. Look what it says. Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John. John's his second cousin. Elizabeth is John's mother. Mary is Jesus' earthly mother. Elizabeth was pregnant when Mary was pregnant. I'm preaching now, but Elizabeth was three months further along in her pregnancy than Mary. When Elizabeth had John, Jesus was not yet born. In fact, it was Mary who visited Mary, uh, Elizabeth and both of them were pregnant. And the Bible says when Mary stepped into the presence of her, of her cousin Elizabeth, the baby that was in Mary's womb leaped. I'm, I'm preaching now. The baby that was in Elizabeth's womb leaped. And the reason John leaped in the womb because John was in the presence of God who was being, oh Lord have mercy, who who was in, yeah, who was in Mary's womb. Can I get a witness? That's why when we come to church and we get in the presence of Jesus Christ and we're not willing to leap, you, you don't understand the presence of Almighty God, that child of God, when, 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 when this took place, John knew who Jesus was. But John, verse 14, are you with me? Forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, but you come into me? Now, bap, bap, baptize, baptizo, identif- identifying, identification is the immersion methodology where when you go under the water, it represents the death, burial, when you come up, the resurrection. And uh, the kings of the Old Testament, the priests, the prophets were anointed, proselytes were conformed as they were baptized. And, and this type of baptism, verse 8, look at this, it was a baptism of repentance. 
Now, Jesus never sinned. Well, the word repentance means a change in mind and character and direction. Why would Jesus have to repent? Because he was identifying with sinners. Do I have a witness? He died for the sins of the world. He died for sinners like you and me. Can I get a witness? And we don't even know the plan of salvation. The fact that Jesus took my place on the cross and died for my sins. Now, when I by faith accept Christ, he has already answered for my past, present, and future sins. So, the, 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 the allowance of this baptism is the fact that there's a baptism of repentance, there's a baptism of confirmation, but the approval of this baptism, 16 and 17, look what it says real quick. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and they saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lightning upon him. That is, the triunity of God has to be expressed. God manifests himself in three persons. God the Father, benefactor of history, Amen. God the Son, Redeemer of history. God the Holy Spirit. Amen. The witness of history. All three are God. They manifest themselves, amen, with different ministries. All three were at the baptism. All three was at transfiguration. All three was at the cross. And and, and for those that don't believe in the Trinitarian God, try three. Who was it in Genesis 1.26 that said, let us make man in our image. It wasn't angels. Angels don't have the power to create. Let us make man. Isaiah chapter 6, who will go for us? Isaiah said, here am I, send me. Can I get a witness? So the fact of the matter is, the three was present in verse 16 as a confirmation, the approval of this great uh, 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 happening and lower voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased when God decides to applaud you and approve you what follows is a pack some of y'all ain't never been attacked Job 1 and 2 Satan where are you going to and fro Hmm. Have you considered my servant Job? He's faithful. He eschews evil. That means he hates evil. He does righteous. He lives righteousness. Have you considered him? Attacked. Hmm. And that's why James says, count it all joy. The believer has to learn to praise God when problems come. Because the problems didn't come out of nowhere. Do you know all your problems are supervised? All your problems got to have a signature? Do you know before the, the devil can attack you and your kids, that, that, that the devil got to take your name to Jesus and say, Lord, will you sign off on this? And the only way God's going to put his signature to your trials, listen, the only way God's going to put your signature to your trials is that you come out victoriously. Is that he is glorified and you are edified. 
I'm preaching to somebody this morning. That is, when you start going through hell, God signed off on it. But when God signed off on it, he knows and when I come forth. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? When I come forth. I'm, I'm in a dilemma this morning. I'm, I, I, yeah, yeah. I got cancer this morning. The kids are messing up this morning. My children are wayward this morning. The marriage is ruined this morning. But when I come forth, I'll be like pure gold. You got you to gotta believe that. You got to believe it. You got to rehearse it. You got to repeat it. You got to know it. You got to stand on it. You can't shy from it. You got to know that you know that you know that no weapon that's formed against you shall prosper. And, 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 so, and so listen, listen to this. Listen to this. The, the allowance and then the approval leads to the approach. Chapter 4, verse 1. Then on the heels of being applauded, then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness. Stop. The first Adam had his test in a beautiful garden. But the last Adam is having his test in a barren wilderness. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit, not into temptation, to the point of tests. In the wilderness to be tempted of the who? Devil, slanderer, deceiver. Pay attention to his names. Slanderer, deceiver, trickster, slickster. Look at this. Here's what he did. Satan watched the allowance of baptism, the approval of baptism. Then he started to attack his appetite. Verse 2, and when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and let me stop Paul's apart because historically, 40 days and 40 nights was done by Moses after receiving the law on Mount Horeb, Sinai. Elijah fasted 40 days and 40 nights. Amen. And John the Baptist fasted 40 days and 40 nights. All of God's prophets uh, typically fasted for the same amount of time. And the Bible says he was afterward hungry. It's interesting that Satan waits strategically until we are vulnerable. He waits until we are in a position of hunger and thirst. Amen. There are times in my life when I knew I was in a position of vulnerability. And the devil came suddenly. And when the devil came, I want you to see this because this appetite, if you will, amen, led to his eventual attacks. That God had promoted him and he had submitted to this testimonial attack, testimonial attack, testimonial attack. And listen, uh, and by the way, the reason Revelation 12 was read in your hearing, Revelation 12 contextually is a tribulation happening. Yeah. And it is when Satan will be cast down from the second heaven to earth. 
signifying that his time is short. Are y'all with me? There's three heavens. There's the sky, there's the universe, and then there's God's throne. He was kicked out of God's throne a long time ago as Lucifer. And then he controlled the prince. He's the prince of the power, the airwaves, according to Ephesians. He controls the jurisdiction of the interplanetary uh, 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 matters in our universe. But during the middle of the tribulation period, God is going to kick him out of, listen, the second heaven, which is the universe, down to the earth. And that's when he's going to empower the Antichrist, the 666, and he knows his time is short. But it's in that context of the tribulation saints that it says, and they overcame him, Satan, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Do I have a witness? That, that child of God, when you begin to look at these strategic attacks, I want you to see the second thing in this text. Satan attacks us with a temptation at our self-sufficiency. Now, 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 hang in there with me. Hang in there with me. Amen. Look at this now, verses 2 to 4. It's interesting that notice his temptation is connected with where he is in his state of vulnerability. He's hungry, sister. If I'm hungry, I don't need money. If I'm hungry, I don't need fame. Are y'all with me this morning? If I'm hungry, I need food. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? And the, and the Bible says that the same slanderer came with the threefold temptation that he immediately attacked Eve with, later with Adam, indirectly. What was it? The body, my appetite. Good for food, physical needs, my soul, appeal, appetite, pleasant to the eyes, my senses, and my spirit, approval, to make one wise, pride. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. And, 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 and I want you to see this, that Satan comes along, yeah, and he's trying to get Jesus Christ our great high priest, who's 100% man, 100% God, the impeccability of his character would not let him sin. He could not sin, but he's trying to get him to act independent of God in the area of provisions. What do, you, what do you mean by that? Well, when we perceive that we have needs, we typically don't wait on God to fill them. What we tend to do is act independent of God to fill any void that we perceive that we have. Are you with me? So the devil came to him and said, since, if, in your Bible, since in the Greek, since you are the son of God. Now, we know that Satan believed that because look what he says. Command that these stones be made bread. Satan knows no man can turn stones into bread. Satan knows that only God can change the infrastructure of nature. Turning stones into 
bread. Jesus quote from Deuteronomy 8, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the house, uh, mouth of God. Here's what Satan is saying. You're God. You're hungry. Produce something. Why wait on God? Fix your fracture. Repair your ruin. Develop your own deliverance. Do something. Once Jesus acted independent of God, he could not be my great high priest. I'm preaching now. How many times does Satan take what's already in us to try to produce what we think we need? My God today. And shout and shout and shout to God uh, 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 when 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 Jesus when Jesus rebuked him and I and I'm and I'm and I'm talking just I'm just talking to myself this morning. There are so many times in my life that I start assessing where I am in life, assess my needs in life, assessing what I don't have, assessing what I wish I did have, assessing what I feel empty about. And Satan comes alongside and says, "Why would we? Look, 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 look. Let's create a vision." Let's create a plan to get what you need without waiting, Mom Betna, on God. Act independent. Pull out and act independent. Here's what's on the surface. Here's what's underneath. Once we start acting independent of God, God then pulls back his plan to bless us. Yes, sir. Once we start doing our own thing, God just pulls back. It's all through the Bible. And we end up in trouble because we start acting independent of God. And, God, and God's going to challenge you to do things you don't feel like doing. He's, gonna, he's, he's going to He's going to convey to you, amen, not to act independent of him, but be dependent upon him in everything. Can I get a witness? In everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. Amen. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy will come in the morning. I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way that you should go. I will guide you with my eye. I'm preaching to somebody this morning. I'm your strength. I'm your refuge. I'm your high tower. I'm your, I'm, I'm your sustenance. I'm your, I'm your, I'm your, I'm your counselor. I'm your, I'm preaching now. You, 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 you don't need to jump out there and act independent of me. Wednesday at court, we're dealing with discernment. A discerning mind. And discernment is the ability to distinguish and to see through something to where this stuff is coming from. See, there are things in your life and my life that we can't see where it's coming from. It looks good, it smells good, it acts good, but it ain't coming from the right place. Oh, I'm preaching now. Satan can transform himself into an angel of light and deceive us. We're talking about discernment, yeah, you know, before you jump out there and accept another job, you need to pray. You don't switch jobs just for money. Well, this job is paying me 20000 more. Oh, yeah, but you don't know what's waiting for you. You also don't know the security factor. You get the job today, three months from now, and the company folds up. You're out of here. Oh, I'm preaching now. 
You, you, you just can't jump out there because Satan takes something and, 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 look, and, and throws it in front of your face that looks good. I'm preaching now. If that fish underwater had knew what was behind that juicy worm, he would have never latched on to it. Can't you see the fish? The fish is coming up, and he sees this thing wiggling in the water, and it's a juicy worm, and the fish just sees the worm. But when the fish, ah, he gets hooked, he gets lined, he gets sinker, he gets frying pan. And every time we go after what looks good, Oh, I'm preaching now, God. And there's a lot of stuff out there that looks good. They just as batty as can be. Can I get a witness? Uh, every, everything that looks good is not, everything that looks good to you is not good for you. Everything that glitters is not gold. Everything that's promising is not a good promise. Can I get a witness? Some of us got hooked up because we get in a trance, Doc. Oh, this looks good. This looks good. Sin looks good. I ain't getting no amens on that. Greg, I said sin looks good. Sin always looks good. Doesn't sin look good? Y'all can't say amen to that. Y'all forget from when she came. That's, that's, that, that, that was your mode of amarinde in the wild. You better go watch Fatal Attraction. <laughs> Love that picture. At a time when Michael Douglas was vulnerable and felt he had a need, there was a pretty woman at the bar. How many of y'all saw that picture? And they got to talking and one thing led to another. Come to find out she was just as crazy as the day is long. Can I get a witness? He got more than he bargained for. There's some fatal attractions up in this church, too. Sometimes I feel like a nut. Sometimes I don't. Look at, look at, look at, look at, look at this, look at, look at this. Look at this. This. This, this, this matter of self-sufficiency, independent spirit. Here's the, here's, here's, the, here's the irony. We raise our kids to be independent. We were raised to be independent. But spiritually, independence is not good. Independence can hurt you. There's power in numbers. In the multitude of counsel, there's wisdom. In the multitude of counsel, there's safety. Can I get a witness? Don't you make no decision on your own? Can I get a witness? That, 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 that Satan wanted Jesus to take his powers as 100% God and make bread. To feed his appetite. Look, look, at, a, look, at, a, look at the third thing in the text real quick. Satan attacks us with a thirst to become spectacular. Now, this one has to do with protections. First, it was, listen, promotion, 
then provisions, now protections. Now, you say, well, where do you pull it? I'm going to show you. Protections, protections. Because here's what we do when we psychologically don't feel protected. Strongholds are self-protective devices. Right, doctor? Self-protective devices. Let me say that again. Self-protective devices. If I need approval, if I need appreciation, if I need affirmation, if I need acceptance, and I don't feel they're there, I begin to produce ways of getting those things in my life. And I'm preaching. Second Corinthians chapter 10, go home and read it. Verses 3 and 4. Yeah. For the weapons of our warfare is not carnal, but it's mighty through God to the pulling down, watch this word, of strongholds. My strongholds are those devices that I have erected to compensate for something I perceive I don't have. So if I don't feel loved, if I don't feel approved, if I don't feel appreciated, if I don't feel affirmed, if I don't feel accepted, I begin to start working on these things. Preaching, 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 preaching. And we create these self-protective devices aimed at protecting us, proving ourselves, prompting ourselves. No, no, no. Look at the text. Look at the text. The Bible says, verse 5, then the devil taking him up into the holy city. I I love this. You mean Satan had the power to transport Jesus? Absolutely. Absolutely. Why? Because Jesus was submitted to the Father's will. See, here's the glorious thing about Jesus. Jesus was submitted to the Father's will that whatever God wanted him to go through, he went through. Knowing he had the power. To break out at any time. Knowing he had the power to say, I'm not going to do it. Knowing he had, he said in John chapter 10, I had power to lay my life down and I got power to take it up again. Oh, I'm preaching now. Child of God, when you look at this text, the devil took him to the top of the temple, put him on the pinnacle of the temple and said unto him, since you are the son of God, cast yourself down. Some of us got a lot to prove. People that have something to prove are insecure people. I don't have to prove anything to you. I got to prove to God. Are y'all praying with me? Look look at this. He says, for it is written, uh uh-oh, here goes. Satan quoting scripture. Now, anytime you tempt the word, Jesus, with the word, you bold. Do you know when he quoted this scripture, he misquoted because he left a major phrase out of it. It's from Psalm 91. And he said, look, he said, it is written, he shall give his angels charge concerning you. And in their hands, they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against uh, stone. What he didn't say in Psalm 91 is uh, uh, to keep thee in all thy ways. 
Jesus comes back with Deuteronomy 6.16, Satan uh, uh, always plays on whether we're protected or not with the what ifs. What if you get laid off? Is God going to take care of you? What, what if your children get in trouble? Is God going to rescue them? It's, it's, it's those the protective devices, and he wanted Jesus to prove himself. Now, let me, let, me, let me throw something at you that I learned over the years. People that don't feel good about themselves always talk down others. When you hear people constantly talking people down, they don't feel good about If I feel, if I have a healthy attitude about who I am, I don't need to talk about you. All I need to do is pray for you. Are y'all with me this morning? I want you to say, you know, Deacon Carter across the street said, he's from down south North Carolina, he said, an empty wagon makes a lot of noise. When there's nothing on the back of the wagon, an empty wagon Makes a lot of noise. Can I get a witness? And and and, and see see see. Uh, well, uh, you know maybe maybe that saying is too old, too far down south. Let me let me pull up back to the '60s. James Brown said, <laughs> "You like a dull knife, you just ain't cutting. You're talking loud and saying nothing. That's all. Maybe, maybe some of y'all catch that." The fact of the matter is, is that these people have to prove and protect themselves. Lord, have mercy. Listen, 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 listen. I want you to see this. He's saying to Jesus, prove that you're the son of God. Prove that God will, what is this, not provisions, protect you. And Jesus, of course, rebukes him. With the word again. See, this is what I love about Jesus. He rebukes him from Deuteronomy 6 and 8. He uses Deuteronomy 8. He uses Deuteronomy 6. He's coming. He's, he's rebuking the devil. And what he's saying is, listen, amen, uh, I don't need your provisions because I'm hungering and thirsting. I, I don't, amen, I don't need to play up this card like I'm somebody. Can I get a witness? We... We must fight the inner temptation to want to be great. Jesus said, he that, will, he that desires to be great will be servant to all. See, that's what the Kenosis passage is about in Philippians chapter 2. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form, morphe in the Greek, of God, being God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. In other words, 100% God, 100% man, divinity and humanity mixed with no, a, amen, with no way of diminishing who he is. He did not demand his prerogatives. Oh, I'm preaching now. That Jesus was so secure. John 13 says, uh, amen, when he was sitting at the table before they went out to the garden of Gethsemane before he was crucified. The Bible says Jesus knowing who he was. 
knowing where he came from, knowing where he's about to go back to, got up, took off his robe, took off his robe of self-import, took off his robe and put on a tie and was able to wash the dirty disciples' feet. You can never serve until you are secure in who you are. You can't serve Jesus and you still fumbling around with an insecurity about who you are. You got to put that stuff to the side. You, you got to understand that I am who I am by the grace of God. I am what I am. Can I get a witness? I'm born again. I'm blood washed. I'm blood bought. I'm a child of the king. I'm a royal priesthood. I'm a holy nation. I'm a peculiar people. Can I? My name is in the Lamb's book of life and I'm free to serve. We fighting for positions, preferred seats, points of view, perceptions of others. Can I get a witness? And 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 and, and so, child of God, when we look at this matter of these protective devices, you know, I listen. This happens in my life that I'm always quick to go back to years that I flourished. When I feel insecure. I played organized baseball all my life in the military and, and out of military. And, you know, people say, man, I remember you, boy, you was a home run hitter. I said, yeah, you know. And then people say, man, I heard you hit a home run. Yeah, man. And, um, man, I heard you hit it. Yeah, it went 400 feet. But the fence was only 200 feet. <laughs> so we start exaggerating. Preachers come to convention. I preach and the whole church got saved. They lying. I laid my hands on a woman at the point of death, and the doctors were running up and down the middle of the hospital shaking their head. You're lying. The woman had a headache. And you gave her two aspirin, and she got better. So we start exaggerating just to get attention into ourselves. Oh, I'm preaching to somebody out here. Can I get on? Child, 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 child of God, child of God. Satan keeps using the ammunition that's already in me. Sometimes I don't feel good about myself. Sometimes I might feel insecure. Sometimes I feel like my knees not met. Satan comes right alongside and says, I got something for you. Try this. Can I get a witness? How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. And, and what you say is not what you believe. What you say to others is not always reflecting what's on your heart. We've come to church at times ready to give up. We've come to church at times ready to throw our hands in the air. We come to church at times tired of our kids. Can I get a witness? Don't lie up in this place. We come to church at times tired of the money we got to spend week to week, month to month. We get tired of the doctor's reports. We get, we get tired, saints. We get tired. We are tossed and driven. On the restless sea of time. We get tired. And Satan will erect those self-protective devices to make something happen. 
to make something happen. Here's my final point. And this is probably the most profound. Satan not only attacks our promotion devices, provision, protection, but the promises of God. Hmm. I want you to see this. This, this is a dangerous theology. It's the theology, listen to pastor, of shortcuts. It's the theology of shortcuts. Taking the shortcut. Look what he says, verse 8, Then the devil took, taketh them up into a exceeding high mountain and show off all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. My God, I believe this is past, present, and future, the kingdoms and their glory, and saith unto him, Jesus, all these things, let me stop on the word all, some of us slave after things, I, uh, I was telling a psychiatrist one time that I had learned something, and they found it very interesting, and it was that God wants, and, and, and I know I'm going to misquote it, but the balanced, sanctified mind is that we ought to love people, use things, and get the bird. We love things and we use people. All right, think, think, think about what I'm saying. We don't love people and use things. We use people and love things. Whew. Satan manipulates God's promises by twisting the facts. We lie, we divide, we manipulate, we hide. And, and, and here, 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 look. Look, ver, first, uh, verse 8 is Satan's revelation. All right? He says, verse 8, he takes him up, shows him everything. Verse 9a, he, he moves from revelation to rights. All these things I will give to you. And look what it says. Look at his real motive. Verse B of 4-9. Satan's real motive is that you fall down and worship me. Now let me end on shortcuts. Mm. Because we get in trouble with shortcuts. Because shortcuts don't work. Why work when I can sell drugs? Shortcut. Yeah. I'm talking to my young people. Shortcut. Excuse me. I'm from the hood. Once you get into the game, that's what they call drugs. It's like the mafia, you don't get out. I just want to make a million dollars. You can't get out. You got to sleep with a pistol under your pillow because there are people putting hits out on you. Oh, I'm preaching now. The feds on 
somebody going to dime you out just because they don't like you. I'm preaching now. And you're probably going to end up either dead or long-term in jail. And it all started with a shortcut. Do I have a witness up in the house? Yeah, some of y'all out on bail because of the shortcut. Look at this. Shortcuts. Shortcuts, shortcuts, shortcuts. They don't work. I'm tired of going through this turmoil in my marriage. I'm going to find somebody else. Shortcut. <laughs> you know you can go from the frying pan into the fire. Do I have a witness up in the house? Yeah, yeah, shortcuts don't work. Here's what Satan was saying to Jesus. Why are you going to go to the cross and get smacked in the face and get spit upon and get mocked and die when I can give you the same thing God's going to give you? All the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. Lord, have mercy. It's, it's called a shortcut. Yeah. Why tithe 10% when you can just tip God? Uh -huh. Why, why, why take the shortcuts? Thank God Jesus rebuked him and said, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shall thou serve. Thank God he didn't take the shortcut. When Jesus heard the proposal, he heard the business plan. He got the facts. He got the email. He got the text message. He said, no, I'd rather walk in the will of my father. I'd rather be submitted to his lordship. I'd rather take pain over promise. Oh, I'm preaching now. I'd rather make my way to the cross because I'm going to save Raymond Gordon in the process. Thanks be to God that Jesus didn't take the shortcut. And the Bible says he grabbed his cross and he stumbled all the way to Golgotha, got up to Calvary, and they hung him high and they stretched him out between heaven and hell at 9 o'clock in the morning to 3 o'clock in the afternoon. While his lungs was collapsing, he saved the thief on the cross. Can I get a witness? He didn't take a shortcut, but he died. Did he die? He died till the sun stopped shining. He died till the air stopped reeling and rocking. He died to a Roman centurion and said, surely this was the son of God. Then he died, but early, I said early, Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hands. Can I get a witness? And Philippians 2 said, wherefore, God has highly exalted him and given him a name that's above every name, that at the name of Jesus is higher than Buddha. It's higher than Muhammad. It's higher than Jehovah's Witnesses. It's higher than ah. It's higher than the Masons. It's higher than your fraternity. It's higher than your sorority. That at the name of Jesus Christ, every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess 
take it, you will fail. Because every shortcut gets cut short. Can I get a witness? Child of God, listen up to pastor. Satan fights us with the fractures that's already in us. He takes all my mess and turns it against me. All my addictions, all my habits, all my weaknesses and he keeps turning it against me but here's what we got to do when he turns that stuff against you and he starts erecting them strongholds you got to be still and you got to say lord i can't handle this on my own lord i need help from the sanctuary lord i need your might and your power I need your strength and your determination. I need to know that I know that I know that I know that I'm able because you're able. In the able, he's able, he's able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before his presence. This morning, what is Satan turning you? Self-sufficiency, my God. Wanting to be spectacular, my God. And listen, taking shortcuts. Every shortcut I took in life, I got lost. Why wait in traffic? Take this road three miles up and turn right. And I, and I found out that everybody else took that road three miles up and turned right. Every time I go into the grocery store to shop and I get my cart, I think I know what line to get in. I'm trying to take a shortcut. And every time I get in that line, I'm the last one out. Are y'all praying with me? Shortcuts don't work. was one person in the line and I got it I said I'm gonna get out of here I got in the line and I I, I, don't, I ain't talking about this the lady reached in her pocket and she looking for stamps and pennies and her and her card didn't work and I say and I here I am a pastor the preacher and I'm sitting there going she said I'm sorry so I said that's all right Jay with a smile but inside I was going what the heck did I do why me or they get in the line that says 20 items and under, and they got 40 items. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? Satan ingeniously uses what's already in us to come after us. Let's stay on our feet this morning. 
As every head's bow, every eye's closed. If you're here, you need to be saved. We have two this morning. Raise your hand if you want to give your life to Jesus Christ. He died for your sins, was buried, and rose again. Is there one? Is there one? Perhaps you want to join the church. Raise your hand. Jesus said, if you be ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. You need to come and join. Is there one? Come on, baby. Come on. Praise Jesus. Is there another? Is there another? There you go, brother. Come on. I want 20 up here. Let's get them. Let's get them. Come on. Stay right there. Come on, brother. Come on. Praise Jesus. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, darling. Right here. Come on. That's right. Come on out. This is the right church. This is the right church. This is the right church. You need to go no further. This is the right church. Is there another? Step out. Praise the name of Jesus. Is there another? For salvation or membership. Is there another? Come on. Step out. I'm waiting for you. Come on. Come on. Step out. Satan's alive. He's alive. Come on. Step out. Step out right now. Step out right now. In the name of Jesus. Let's look to the Lord. Father, we thank you, praise you, and exalt you for such a victorious round of battle. And through it, you've taught us that when you promote us and approve us, that attack is on its way. You've taught us, oh God, that we need not be independent about our self-sufficiency, but be submitted to you. We need not reach for being spectacular, but humble ourselves and let you be Lord. And then, God, we need not take shortcuts when we're hurting, when we're waiting, when we're moaning and groaning. We need not try to break the trial with our own ingenuities. We need to be still. And we thank you for these invaluable lessons. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, shortcuts don't work. God bless you. You are dismissed.